Hello and welcome back to Tough Rugby Podcast. I'm pleased to announce got the usual man in the studio, Zach. How are you, Sam? I'm doing well. It's my day off work today. Just enjoying it, enjoying life, watching a bit of the cricket. England are currently well on their well, not well on their way to matching Pakistan in the one there, but um it's just all right, it's been been chill. How are you doing? I'm just very glad football didn't come home, to be honest. I'm over in England now, so I was had a few Italy flags with me. Um <laughs> And I'm very glad Benucci got me out of that one because it was not a nice place to be. I'm uh, just, I'm just gutted. I'll be honest. I was, I was fully on the bandwagon. To any of our listeners out there who also were on the bandwagon, I feel your pain. It you know, what Zach was. Um, I watched the Wimbledon, and they mentioned about the football later on. Then the rugby, the England Canada game. They mentioned about, about the football. Every sporting event, they mentioned about the football. And mad how big it was, but. Thankfully, thank you, Benucci. Thank you. <laughs> and we're here, and we're here to talk about lions, which is every sport is not talking about. You don't hear the lions talking about Wimbledon. No, yeah. but I think the lions hype now is starting to build. Um, Harvey it is. is. Harvey is joining us later on. Um, we didn't want to start with him on the pod because all he would do is rant about Southgate and stuff. So we <laughs> left him to come in later on. Just so we can calm down a bit in the corner of the yeah, room. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good idea. I heard he's pumping and picking again, but we don't know. Reports are not confirmed. <laughs> but we'll start with some Lions news, Zach. Loads of news. Loads of news. The first big one, which is somehow bigger than Marcus Smith. It looks like Alan Wynn jones is coming back 16 days after dislocating the shoulder. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I'm here. How much how much like milk or protein shakes has that boy been drinking? Like like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's the only thing I can think of. Because I have heard, I don't know, this is this is a completely random tangent, I'm quite tired, but apparently, like, if you're drinking loads of milk, apparently it does speed up recovery with, like, kind of those sorts of things. I don't know how true that is, but that's what I've heard. It's 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 remarkable. It is just sheer remarkable. There is players that are renowned for coming back quickly and being, they call them, like, freak healers. Mm. Um, apparently in Henderson's one at Ulster where you give him nine weeks and he just knew himself. That's five lads. And <laughs> there's people on the flip side of that that are 13 weeks. And it looks like Alan Jones Joey, just... Joey Carvey. But Harvey actually made a good point to me. He said that it's really risky from Alan Jones because he could just end up completely shafting himself. But mm. I was on the other side of that. You're 150 caps in. If there's a chance you can, you might as well just go for it. And if the shoulder comes off, the shoulder comes off. But at least the shoulder I, came off in the final test. I think with Alan Jones... I think, again, like one of the probably reoccurring themes that is not one of the major ones, but one of the other ones that's kind of came with this Lions tour is how much the the Lions matters to professional rugby players. You know, out of the 80 people who got letters saying, would you be interested in the Lions tour this year? This is what it's going to look like with COVID and bubbles and all these different things, self-isolation. Only one person said no, and that was Ben Youngs, and he had pretty good reasons. For, for, for doing so and then Alwyn Jones is faced with we're faced with the opportunity it's like here Alan here's the deal um, we can do some risky stuff with your shoulder it may work it may not you could potentially end your rugby career this summer and you'll bottle your chances of going to France with Wales in 2023 yet he says you know inject me with whatever you're going to inject me with <laughs> you know it's a it's for me it just again it just proves how much the Lions matters especially obviously more with Alan Wynn being captain and everything like that. It's a huge honour, but he's willing to risk it all for this Lions tour. 
and potentially not play in a World Cup because that's when Pivac's made it clear that that's what he wants in there for. Yeah, he's in camp with Wales, and as we're currently recording, he's meant to do a double session today. And if he comes through that double session, they're going to take him. So it looks highly probable. But if Alan Jones, if it's been announced that he's not coming, we apologize. We're filming this. And as far as we know, if he gets through there hasn't this been anything. There hasn't been anything like. I think they are really waiting out. They're waiting until the last moment they can, and rightly so, because something like that, you don't want to fly him out to for him to then pick up another injury and have to be flown all the way back again. Um, but regardless, I think if you can kind of get him in there, you can. I wouldn't start him in the no, first couple of Henderson's done well enough, um, calls bias, but I think there is a role for him. And my question to you, Zach, is does Conor Murray then get stripped of captaincy? Well, this is the this is the big question, isn't it? It it depends because Conor Murray was clearly there because well, I think he definitely has leadership qualities without a shadow of a doubt. And anything, he'll be the sort of person that will thrive in this role that he hasn't really had before um, in his professional career. But at, and he's but at the same time, he's clearly there for pragmatic effect, like for pragmatic reasons. Conor Murray is really one of the few players that are going to start the first test. Nailed on nine jersey. It's his, you know, some of the some of the battles for the jerseys is crazy, which we'll get into later on in the pod. Um, so to then strip him and make Alan Wynn captain, who may not play or whatever, I don't know. But at the same time, he was the first captain. Unless they rejig it, I don't know. Make Connor Murray box captain or something. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I think this could be. Tell me to shut up if I'm trying to be too mavericky, too Mr. Knowledge. I think when Alwyn Jones got injured, um, Gatlin took it upon himself to nominate new leaders that wouldn't necessarily have fought they're the number one leader. For example, Stuart Hall get given captaincy for a game, Henderson given captaincy for a game, and Jimmy George. Mm-hmm. Three people who people would not have fought with captain, maybe a midweek game, and that's what they did. But with Owen Farrell being voted the the top leader and stuff, he clearly, he knew he had Farrell there. He knew he had Farrell setting the examples. So you don't need to give him the armband necessarily because you know what you're going to get. But he wanted to grow more leaders. And some people, if you give me Captain Zach, I become a different player. Shout out to Mr. Boyd back in the Korean days. If he gave me Captain, I would be a different player. <laughs> some people, some people. Yeah, that's a big, that's a big, that's a big statement to make. Tough. I don't know about that. I mean, Zach, some people need. <laughs> it's true. Some people need the responsibility. And Murray probably is going to grow now because he got given it. Whereas I feel you don't need to give it to Farrell or anyone. But now that Alawin's back, it's like will all those players go back into their shell now, or are they just seasoned pros? Um. Well, on the Farrell, no, Farrell may not even see out the rest of the tour. There's mm-hmm. real speculation that he might he might not see it out. Um, I think you're definitely right. I feel like look if you're Jimmy looking George. at Con- look at Jimmy George against yeah, the Sharks, outstanding because he was yeah. giving one band. That like, happened. It, it, you're right, and like you look at you look at Conor Murray, and you think, man, he has it all in terms of you know just what he's done with Ireland, what he's done with Munster, maybe not what he's done with Munster, um, but you look at that and you're like, what 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 else can he add to his game? being match day captain um, that'll add to his game being third captain that'll add to his game and you're definitely right and you will see I think Conor Murray starts tomorrow for the first time since being captain Yeah, is that right Tough. I think that's right yeah. I think that's right I'm right in saying that and against what is essentially the fourth he's covering, he's covering 10 as well 
because obviously there's a few issues at 10 at the minute. Yeah, so that's true. So it's going to be, and I think we'll see probably one of the best performances from Connor Murray in years tomorrow. I feel like, especially with the weight of the game and everything going on. But back to Alan Wynn, I don't even know if he if they'll let him maybe start the first test. They may want to like get him back in in the tour, back in the, around the squad, and then bring him in for the second test. And then obviously, then what? Do you, but the, the question still is, what do you do? Honestly, I don't have a clue. Play it by I do ear. not have a clue. You play it by ear. You pick the team, and then you pick the captain accordingly. I think maybe that's the reason he gave it to Conor Murray. Maybe this is again thinking too deep into it because he knew Conor Murray's the type of character that he can't just take it off. Whereas he'd be pulling it off a Maro Toji or a Farrell. Or a Farrell. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. That is, that's a very good point. Yeah, I honestly, I don't know. Speculation. It's all speculation. We'll wait and we'll see what happens on. Once, and yeah. Then, we, yeah. The other big news is Marcus Smith has been called up. And for I me, called it on the pod, that's what I'm saying. I called it. I may have been joking about it, but I still yeah. called it. <laughs> yeah, we, we flirted with it for weeks upon weeks. Premiership final stuff. Mark Smith's the best 10 in Europe at the minute. So he's been picked and right. Yeah, I agree with that. And also he's a he's a he's he's very similar. Obviously, he's very similar to Finn Russell. And he's he's on there to potentially be Finn Russell's replacement. So it makes it just makes it makes sense. Like who else? Here's a telephone question for you before we get into Marcus Smith. What is was there anyone else? who could have replaced Finn Russell on the tour? Anyone else? I, I seen a tweet that said James Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was just a bit of banter from the Irish media, but it is fair enough because it would, something they'd do is be like, James Ryan. But, That's funny. But like, honestly, when you think about it, someone who's like Finn Russell, which we've talked about it on the pod before, about how on the tour you need those different characters, you need Finn Russell in training to kind of bring out the best and say if he's playing against an Owen Farrell or Dan Bigger. It makes it makes sense. Um, but I can't think of any other 10 that would be willing to go. Maybe a Danny Cipriani or something, I don't know. <laughs> that would have been a curveball. But um, no, Marcus no, I, Smith, I, thoroughly I, deserved, thoroughly deserved. So I tweeted out, you can follow us at Rugby Telf, uh, on the Telf Rugby Twitter, I tweeted, I love the inclusion of Marcus Smith on Red Hot form and as injury cover, his role is to embrace and learn everything about the Lions. Will certainly be there in four years' times. Makes more sense than a Sexton or Ford as looks like Finn will be okay. But the thing is, if Finn isn't okay and Smith has to step in and be on the bench for a test... Is he ready? Because I know he ripped it up. We'll get on to Canada later. And I know he ripped it up against USA. And he did it in the Prem final. <sighs> Doing it on a Lions tour in a test. And you're only one positive case away from that happening nowadays. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I don't think Gatlin would have taken him, though, if he thought yeah, he's just injury cover. But I've just tweeted about it saying that he is just injury cover and that's what Gatlin's thinking. But at the same time, worst case scenario... You can't then go Sexton when you join. I think you probably could. Like, I'm thinking, like, for me, if Finn Russell, I don't know, it depends on Owen Farrell. If Owen Farrell's ruled out, Sexton's on the plane. I think he has to be on the plane. I mean, like, I who else are you going to choose? I don't know, like, I don't know, Sheedy or like Joe, Sim- or like Sam's or Joe Simmons or something. I don't know. Um, 
So like Joe I think Ford as well. This is George, this oh, nah, I don't know, man. That boy, nah, like as far as I'm concerned, his international career is over. <laughs> like the way Marcus supposed to be playing. But at the same time, you got like this is these are strange days. Yes, he's one positive case away from being in the, the test squad, but at the same time, it's a game not played in front of fans. You know, that completely changes the dynamic. All of a sudden, experience is more and less important at the same time. Um you look at Marcus Smith's health. We've we've watched him in the Premiership now for what four four years. He is he takes everything in his stride. It's just no matter the challenge, he just takes it in his stride and just knocks it out of the park for six. And with the Lions, I fully expect him to do exactly the same. I expect Gregor Townsend to come out and say that Marcus Smith has been one of the best in training. That he's um, you know he's showing up the big guns. You know he's tweaking Owen Farrell's game <laughs> I fully expect it from because he's he's an absolute quality player yes he's incredibly incredibly young um, and very inexperienced but sometimes just that attitude and the character that he has can can outweigh the inexperience yeah it was such a lovely moment though when he got taken down the tunnel mm, and, then so nice. and then after you seen him go on the pitch and run to find Don Brandt hug Don Brandt and whisper in his ear like, and then Don Brandt's just eyes lighting up and then Joe Marchant running over and saying, what's, what's cracking? I'm hearing rumours. And then he told Marchant, Marchant just kept hugging him. It's moments like that. It's why it's, the Lions is so... That's special. what sport. That's what sport's about, isn't it? And England like didn't even win the... the Euros, so it was perfect for Marcus Smith. Yes. <laughs> tickets for the Euros final and they didn't even win it. So he's going to be delighted. Yeah. It's true. And like... That's <laughs> like a big fully, moment. Exactly. And like fully respect to Marcus Smith. Like it's a huge, huge achievement at his age. Um, and we, I wish him all the best. We wish him all the best in the pod, Marcus. When you get finally around to listening to this, um, uh, we wish you all the best. We were calling it for weeks, <laughs> and as well, just what I've been hearing is that uh, Ronan Kelleher is set to be called out because apparently they want an extra hooker, they're, they're um, they're struggling for I don't know, maybe some hookers have been sitting a few sessions out or whatever, and they just feel they need another hooker in there. But that just shows that Gatlin can do it once once he's out there. There's all this, I need a 37-man squad. The minute he's out there, if he wants anyone, if he wants an extra hooker, an extra bagger, he'll get them. The, the Lions are going to end up with like a 40-man squad, 41-man squad. Kelleher's an interesting one. I think Kelleher's another example of a young player who could really benefit from the experience of being in the Lions. Um, he is the Rory best. Um, you know, the... He is the next in line, I suppose, and he's the chosen one. He just four tries, four tries against the USA. Uh, but I think the key is against the USA. Like, but <laughs> still needs to just. There's still something there. Just if he can just tweak in his game and he can like, unleash him. Um, but yeah, you're exactly right. You never know. And at this rate, he's probably going for maybe younger players if they are just purely there to to provide more tackle bags or whatever to throw a few more lineouts. Um, you never know who else he's going to call up, honestly. Tag, if you got offered now to go out and hold a tackle bag, would you go? Yes. <laughs> it's not even a question. But yeah, but I think this is the thing. Ones like that. But I feel like I feel like with Warren Gatlin though as well, he, he you know he's very black and white. Like he's not going to be like Kelleher here. You might get some game time. You know you never know. No, he's like he's literally. I bet you any money. Like if Kelleher does get called up, the conversation will be. Um, just by the way, you might throw a few lineouts, but you're just there to be a tackle bag. And Kelleher, I'm sure, will be like, "Sweet, I'm like I'm in," because like, that's you know what we're saying. Like the Lions is the pinnacle of rugby. If you're from 
Wales, Scotland, England, or Ireland. Yeah, and there was no doubt that he was next in line. It was was talked about before the tour with him training in the tour and stuff that he was going to get the call if anyone got injured. And it's weird that no one actually did get injured. And then it was just based on any numbers. I guess then we'll get into the games at the um at the weekend and at, during the midweek. And actually, was they played the Sharks twice. So before we get into that, do you feel all these COVID scares and seven one seven forwards one back on the bench that that's a, that's a sign of what's going to come in the test match or do you think the scares happened they've got through they've moved to Cape Town they're going to shelter South Africa look like they've come through the other end of theirs or is it the wrong decision to play the Lions in South Africa or is there a point in complaining and I'm pleased now it's Harvey you're now with us if you want to join in <laughs> Zach I'll let you fire away and then I'll uh I'll come in with something after that. Uh, you, you do your vocal exercises there. Get warmed up. Mah, mah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think like one thing COVID's taught us is that you just can't plan two weeks in ahead or two weeks ahead. You know, for all we know, the first test match could be cancelled um, or the second test match and it's just left up to the third one because of COVID cases or whatever it may be. You just do not know. It, the situation does seem to be more volatile in South Africa compared to maybe tighter bubbles that you get in the UK and things like that. But at the same time, you just got you just gotta get on with it. Like this is the world we live in. There's no point sitting and complaining or anything like that. Yeah, you got a seven-one split in the bench. Deal with it. Um, and they I think that's dealt with it quite well. Exactly, and that's the thing, and and that's what the Lions have done. I think it is harder for South Africa because they haven't got the game time, and they need the game time. Hence, South Africa A, a is the fourth test, um, and I feel I do feel for them because they are getting screwed over a bit. But at the same time, it's just that's just the world we live in. Dan Bigger said that apparently Farrell was only a few rims up from him, and apparently Farrell was looking around for a scrum hat to pack into his bag because he might have had to go into the pack. What was going on? And Farrell <laughs> <laughs> uh, is the big second row. Yeah. I was going to say, I think it's one of those where I've mentioned it before that it's unfortunate that this year we're playing South Africa because they do seem to be one of as harsh as it is to say, one of the worst countries with regard to COVID-19 this year, um, especially as everyone else has rolled on and kind of got a grips with it a little bit. South Africa haven't. Um, and it's quite unfortunate that we are playing them. But like Zach said, it's the world we live in. It's the situation we're dealt with. There's no point complaining about it because we've got to move on at some point. You can't, I'd rather have this than just have a void and then wait another four years. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. So, um, we got to take it as it is. Either way, it's going to be interesting. If we see a 7-1 split, if we see an 8-0 split, it'll be funny and it'll be interesting, that's for sure. And it adds another dynamic to rugby that you don't usually see. It adds something, you know, it's really pushing Gatlin's tactical awareness. It's pushing the versatility of every player that's out there on tour. It Like, it's interesting. And ultimately, that's what the Lions tour is for. So, And I think, I think, I I feel like the Lions, every single member of the touring squad will come back a better player. Not maybe because their skills have increased, but because their experience, their understanding of more well-rounded understanding of the game will increase. You know, Hamish Watson all of a sudden will be putting his hand up to play winger for um, Glasgow or Edinburgh. I don't even know. I don't follow Scottish rugby, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Dan like Robson's it, gonna Dan Robson's gonna have some inspiration and turn into a winger. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like it's just it. it you just gotta you gotta take the positives. You know, take the bad, turn it to good. 
And I'm sure if, if Hamish Walton got offered to go to the Lions turn playing the wing, he's going to take it. You, you honestly, we said it before about like if you got offered just to walk around with the water bottles, you're going like anything to get on that tour. And I'm, I'm sure the players just happy enough to get playing and they've been playing well. And um, two massive wins against the Sharks. I don't think the Sharks offered much. I feel in that second game against the Sharks, the first game was very much job done. Um, the usuals were stepping up. Um, Watson and Duane and Adams and tries galore. But the second game, actually, Zach, you mentioned it was kind of game on at halftime, and then that red card kind of wrecked that, and then they ended up putting 71 points on them. And I hate to say we called it, but one man in that second game that did step up, that we said, you need a big game because your test jersey is no longer on your back. And he said, boys, give me that test jersey. Anthony Watson, number 14, thank you very much. And he, that's exactly what he did. He was outstanding. He, he was, and... I watched some. I just I watched the highlight trail this afternoon. Like his feet are just, oh, they're just out of this world. Anything Chesley Colby can do, Anthony Watson Watson can also do. Um, yeah, he, he put it. He put his hand up. I think a lot of players in the past couple of games have put their hands up. Um, Duan Van der Merwe is also another one. I think that has put his hand up. And they're, you know, if you're Warren Gatlin, like, what do you do? Hundred meters made, like. <laughs> Well, we're, chatting about eight nil. we're chatting about eight nils on the bench and we're chatting about the new record-breaking, groundbreaking formation change in rugby where there's now four wingers because that's the only way this Lions Tour <laughs> team are going to end up playing. I, I, want, yeah, I want to bring that into conversation. So Watson's playing 15 uh, in the in the first test on Wednesday. <laughs> um, for anyone that's going to criticize us, we are joking. It's not actually the first test we do. Know that, <laughs> but I mean, he's playing 15 and... He plays 15 for Bath. He's played 15 for England before. He says to everyone that his favourite position is 15. Why, if he rips it up at 15, can he start the first test at 15 and then you can go Doohan and Adams on the wing, the two informed wingers? I don't think Anthony Watson's 15 ability outweighs the world-class quality that already exists at 15 because, to be honest... It, it's a, for me, it's a straight shootout like, between Stuart Hogg and um, Liam Williams. And to be honest, I don't even know at the moment who's going to get it. Like, it's it's just... You wouldn't want to shoehorn and try and get all those... No, I, I feel like... I think you disrupt... And, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like you disrupt the kind of... I don't know, chemistry. I don't know. Like, I'm just thinking, I, like, thief ultimate team. Like, Anthony, kind of shoehorn Anthony Watson and it's just not going to get you 100 chemistry. It's not a shoehorn, though, because he's a 15. He plays I know, I agree. I know. I, know. Yeah, I, understand. I agree with what you're saying, Zach, in a sense. But I also look at that side and think, back specifically, not the pack, on the bench and starting, that's the closest thing we've seen to a test side so far. I'm going as far to say that. I think the side that's going to play... With Watson, Zamet, Harris, Aki, Adams, Bigger, Murray, and then Daly and Davis on the bench. Yeah, Sam Warburton Warburton tweeted 11 starters in that team. Yeah, and to be honest, who's at 15? Anthony Watson. But it's funny because we were literally saying, you know, on the lead up to this tour, that there's probably the safest bet you could have had would have been either Daly or, no, not Daly, either Hogg or Williams starting at 15. So, and I still think that'll happen. I don't think we can get carried away with it. But Anthony Watson is proving that he's got versatility, which we've always said is obviously key. Um, and he'll do a shift there. The classic, Tov loves it. Eddie Jones just gets scarred by players. Sim Simmons in his 
starting stint, Anthony Watson at 15 against Ireland and when they won the slam. Like when Eddie Jones doesn't like something, he'll never do it again. And maybe Gatlin's going to prove him wrong by playing Watson at 15, maybe. Yeah, and I think it's it, either way. Obviously, it's it's going to be an absolutely fascinating game. I, what I find very interesting as well is the fact that Gatlin has gone for a six-two split. With, and when you look at that bench, like you got Tag Burn there. Well, Tag Burn's kind of put down. You know, I genuinely play. think that could be the bench. Like looking at that right now, that could be the bench. That could that, but that's the thing. That could actually be the bench. <laughs> like that what could about, be your bench. What about Chris Harris as well? Greenwood said on commentary. If the test matches this week, Chris Harris is starting. And a lot of people were raising eyebrows, but if you actually watch him play rugby, he's outstanding. His defence is so good. And, and he's even had a few wee chips, a bit of attacking flair in yeah, his yeah. Not many people thought he had. Chris, honestly, Chris Harris could be the Ugumonia. Yeah. You know, like coming in out of nowhere, just like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> he, he's he, actually, as I was watching the second Sharks game, being like flipped. He's a player. I think he was playing. I think it was the second game. He's absolute. Like he, I honestly think if he has a big game, it's his jersey to lose. He's winning that race if he has a big game tomorrow. Yeah. And I think um, Curry's got a huge game coming as well. Yeah, because Hamish Watson has proven that he is on fire, as everyone expected. And Tom Curry needs to go out there and make that seven jersey. You know, really put his hand up. Don't get me wrong; he's an incredible player and he always plays well. But I want to see a man of the match performance from him. I want to see, you know, headlines. That's what you need. You can't just play well at this stage. You yeah. need to, like, Ty Byrne as well is another one who every time he's played for the Lions has been outstanding. And I think he's kind of nailed on. Yeah. Does not help Curry if he's forced yeah. to win six jersey. Palatai eight. And then looks like Watson six. And then the way the bench goes, I'd say Curry's still going to make the squad, but in terms of match day 23, but. I think it'll be interesting even... Gatlin loves it. This is what Gatlin wants. Yeah. It's perfect. This is a perfect environment. Sorry. Who who would you say is actually guaranteed? If you had to give me five names that are going to start in the first test. uh, Josh Adams, Dan Bigger, Connor Murray, Mm -hmm. Mara Toje, Ian Henderson. Whoa, there it is. How much does that hurt to say that one? (laughs) To Lupe Falatau. Um, I'd say after that you are getting a wee bit yeah after that you're getting like you could argue yeah like you could argue Ken Owens is a favourite but I wouldn't be surprised if Cameron Dickey or George started like honestly those three I think have been three of the most even performers out of all of them in a way Mm. Um, but yeah I think the ones I've mentioned are probably your stars and then the rest of it is kind of subject to tactics and fitness (laughs) and now looking at the South Africa A side that they're playing um, on Wednesday Lots or today. Of starters. Well, um, <laughs> I'm just going to read out a few names. Um, these these are A's players, so they haven't they haven't really broken into the South Africa team yet. They're just they're A's. <laughs> so, Colby, Am, Dealande, Faf de Clerk, Willie Regan, Etzebeth, the Toy, um, <laughs> gets off like genius to put that South Africa A game there because I guess you can't do that like. Yeah. And Razi has said that he wants another A's game on Saturday because all the COVID cases and stuff, it's risky to play. Clubs, he's really... Gatlin's come out and said, we're not playing another A's game. We're not doing five tests. And that side of the COVID thing's getting interesting because there is a bit of beef now for Razi and Gatland. And I'm liking it. 
and I, I don't think they can go again on Saturday. No, I feel like within the within like I, I think also what's that Thursday, Friday, then another game on a Saturday. If anything, if you're Razi, you want them playing next week. You don't want them playing or next week, and then that's the test. Actually, no, I just think you can't play them again. It's not going to work because I think a the Lions team. It should actually it would suit the Lions more if they played on Saturday because the Lions get to completely mix up their squad again and go again. Whereas South Africa is probably have to play their similar squad to get them game time. But playing basically a test match within three days after playing another test match, that just rings just injuries, injuries, injuries. Sheslin Colby snaps his knee or something. You I, know, I like, think I yeah. think if they if they were gonna I think if they were gonna get the Saturday game, which Gatland clearly doesn't want to do, they'd do the they'd play the other seven probably starters that they've got anticipating. Yeah, um, and then they'd and they'd so they'd rotate the other side of it and you'd play like Mumpipi and players like that instead. Oh, it's not full strength, but it's very it's good enough to it's, get to. It's a very it's a, it's by far the toughest test that the, the Lions have had so far on this tour. Oh, 100%. Without, without a shadow, though. And it's going to be such a good game to watch. Like, I'm just expecting that test match intensity, like, five minutes in. It's just going to be class. Like, I think South Africa going to be really rusty, though. I think the Lions will win oh, this. Yeah. But I don't think you can read too much into them the first test. No. Because I don't think if you lose this, you're going to win the first test. Like, that's my mindset. You learn from your mistakes, whereas you probably Lions <clears throat> hammer them they might get complacent and then when the actual first test comes around because no one's going to remember this game in when you look back in the history books but it's such a massive game in terms of just getting match fitness and a proper game to both sides both sides really benefit from this I feel like the pinnacle potential pinnacle of the tour will be the second test I think I think this feeds into it even the first test I still expect South Africa to be very rusty I expect the Lions to win the first test I think the second test is where it's at that's going to be the one that is going to be the. the Do you big think one. this is a blessing? This is going to help <laughs> South Africa. The fact they now have shadow, uh, yeah, hundred percent. You know, they get to learn. They get to, you know, play a bunch of players in the opposite team who are likely to start in their position. They get to learn what they're doing, things like that. Um, it will be interesting if we see a similar Lions, not not necessarily the same squad, but the same tactically, is in the first test. Because if you're Gatlin, Gatlin loves good mind games and not giving much away, and they could just play very simple rugby tomorrow. I think they will. I they can't. You can't. As I said before, you're not. Although this game's going to be class, intensity, and all, you don't win anything from winning it apart from building a bit of media hype. And Gatlin showed in 2017. He said that he preferred the warm up. In 2017, they were getting beaten every other every other game against the Blues and. All the and they were battle hardened and ready for that first, first exactly. test, and that's why it was one one going into the final test, and they drew the series. Mm-hmm. And then he said in 09 when they were playing all the provincial sides and they were hammering them all, they weren't ready for the first test. So I think this is gonna really add to the test series. And for me, the Lions is gonna start on Wednesday. I know it feel it started, but like it properly is gonna start on Wednesday. I you think as well this will be this will be much more of a chess match game. We're not just going to see 50 points like we have done in pretty much every single game so far. Is it going to be a bit more like a test? Yeah, we could pre-record the pods to what's going to happen. Like we could have all jumped on today if they were playing the Bulls or whatever and gone, 
So yeah, Anthony Watson got two, and uh, nearly- <laughs> just name the wingers. One got three, one got two. One of the centers got one, and then maybe a nine. Oh, no, the hooker got three, and then yeah, that's pretty much the squad. <laughs> no, you, you are you are spot on. I think Harv. I think yeah. it'll be. I do think it'll be a really good test, and it'll be different. It'll be. It's not going to be. I don't think. Well, I could be totally wrong. Honestly, they could go out there and just put forty on each other. Um, with the way it's gone so far. And it's interesting to see how the South Africa side go because, you know, they've had, what, one, two games so far? One game. Um, and they started pretty rusty, but then kind of got into it. Um, it'd be interesting to see because they've not had those games where they can just get fluid and put 60 on people like we have. So it'd be interesting to see if we can change game plan to become more, you know, test-like. And it'd be interesting to see if they just employ the same tactics they have done. And there's no there's no doubt about it as well. Looking at this team, that it's not it's not necessarily the players, but the matchups. Murray bigger at the halfbacks, second rows, Atoji Henderson, um, Aki Harris? Question mark. You know, Warren Glatlin is he is there is a he clearly has a reverence to this game. He's not just being like, oh, this is just we're playing the Bulls again. Like, um, you know, we'll just I don't know stick Farrell at wing or something. It's proper. It is a proper. It's gonna be proper, proper proper game. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's really gonna be fascinating. I'm really excited for the pod next week to kind of break down exactly how it went. And I think it should be a bit more kicking, a bit more tight, a bit more tense. And there will be. I'll tell you one thing for a fact. There's gonna be a bit of niggle. There's gonna be a bit of pushing and shoving and letting us know. And we'll see. Oh, I, thing. I expect Exabeth just to absolutely nail Ian Henderson, and then Ian Henderson and Toji just to nail him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I want I want we fight you know I need a need a wee bit of fight it's the Lions is really going to begin um, I feel and hopefully fingers crossed the Lions win but at the same time I'm not overly bothered because I'm very much you're not going to beat South Africa four times so maybe give them this one if you're going to want to win it 3-0 or 2-1 <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's true um, but maybe if they if, maybe if it is 2-1 then they might call for a fifth because then it's technically 2-2 but Plenty of time for that. Um, we'll get on to the other rugby as well. Bit of the just a wee quick international roundup. Irish boys, eight new caps, Zach. Um, big win, 71 points put on USA per USA. Just a feel. I feel they're not at a stage where they can play two big countries back to back. Yeah. I feel they've only got they needed one. Canada. I'll be honest, they needed Canada. They needed to play Canada. You're right. You're 100% right. If anything, rivalry, same level of ability. Yeah, just yeah, an actual game they can challenge in and not just have damage limitations. <laughs> but at the same time, it's great just to see young players. We were saying it on the pod last week, like, Andy, you need to play the young lads. And that's what he did. Um, and it was it was great to see. Yeah, um, we've been calling it for a while and it's been really risky. And I've kind of maybe backtracked a bit. But now I'm getting back on the hype. Harry Byrne was, like, was outstanding when he came on. It mm-hmm. just felt like he needed to have that responsibility that you're Irish 10 because he was so good. And I know it was only against USA, but the, I just seen something in him to to now hopefully then he's third choice Irish 10 because Joey again was solid. So I feel hopefully Harry Burns nailed that. So then you go Sexton, Carberry, Harry Byrne, which is for me the perfect mix in age and stuff. And Billy and Ross just I feel they're at the stage of their career where if they were going to hit the heights of 30, 40, 50 caps we would have seen a bit more by now but I'm happy to be proved wrong and I am now fully 
on the Harry Byrne KC, get them boys playing together as much as they can because they look familiar. James Hume in the centre, thought he was outstanding, really good. And every time he's played for Ulster, he's stepped up in the big European games, he's done it again. And of course, the standout, Robert Balakin. Harvey, you're not even an Ulster man, but you called it when you've watched Balakin this year. You've said, why is he not playing for Ireland? Literally scores an absolute wonder try on his international debut. He's going to be around for a bit longer. I know some of the other youngsters maybe will be a bit in and out, but he'll be around for the Six Nations, I hope. Uh, he's still got age on his side. I know he's not as young as some of them, but he's still got age on his side. And he's one of those guys who can make a 15s pitch look like a sevens pitch. He just is that quick and he's mm. that agile. Um, and that's something that, you know, Eddie Jones always bangs on about the, un, you know, the untrainables, the unteachables. That's something that's kind of God-given talent. You know, you can't train that into anyone. Um, it's just whether he can do the nuts and bolts. You know, I think sometimes he's potentially still a little bit weak on defense, maybe a little bit weak when, you know, the pressure's on him. So games like this, he's, he reminds me a little bit like um, for England fans, Cock and a Singer, in a sense that Cock and a Singer, ball in hand, running full tilt, you back him every day of the week. And I think you do the same with Balakun. But in a big test against a tough team when, you know, maybe you don't have the majority of possession, still, I'm still not confirmed on him. But, there's no doubt he's got the talent. And if he can just harbor that and someone can just, you know, arm around the shoulder, Balkan man, you're our man. You never know. You no, never, know. never know. Zach, here's a question for you. Is the gap getting closed with these Canadas and USAs and stuff, or is it getting bigger? Because that's basically a second string Ireland side that put 71 points on them. For me, it is a bit worrying. And I'm going to ask you a new question as well. For the likes of Hume, Balakun, KSA, They've played in big European games. I don't even think this is like, I know it's a step up in terms of you're wearing, you're playing at the VV, you're playing for Ireland, but the actual quality of the game they're playing, they've played against better opposition. If anything, I think USA and Canada would have done better if they played um, an England team which had their Lions. If they had, if they played an Ireland team, that would have been the proper, the proper Ireland team. Because these young lads have basically been told here, Here's your debut. Here's your test cap. Congratulations. Now just go express yourself. Just play without the pressure of um, playing, you know, alongside a Johnny Sexton, whatever it might be. It's just go and enjoy the game. And I think that's why we're seeing such big scores. I think I don't think I don't know if you'd see such a big score against the States if it was Ireland A team or first team. Maybe that's wrong. Totally happy to be argued against on that. But go ahead. I was going to say, um, rugby's a funny game. <laughs> and I'm going to get a very philosophical, uh, philosophical on this one. And the fact mm. that rugby is very different to most sports in the sense that it's less about chance, I think, than other sports. You know, football's very fluid. It's very open. Mm. Things can happen out the blue. That very rarely happens in rugby, especially a team who knows how to be drilled. And any of the tier one nations do. Like whether it be second, third, fourth string, because they all do it at their clubs. Like they, like Ireland know how to do a set piece. Ireland know how to do a driving mall. They know how to do a scrum. They know how to do those things. And all those things are what the attacks are built off. Built off. And what you'll find is, and a game that I want to bring up as a prime example of that is the New Zealand Fiji game, which I know we'll get onto in a minute. You could argue that for 60, 70 minutes of that game, it was extremely well matched in terms of what you would call ability. But because New Zealand are so well drilled and they just know the nuts and bolts, you see Dane Coles, I think it was, getting like four tries. The re and that's what ultimately has been the difference between the two sides. And it makes it look like Fiji have been battered. But the difference is in rugby, 
that little 5% extra ability that you need as a top tier nation can literally be the difference between 60 points on a team and seven points on a team. And I think what you'll find is a lot of the nations like USA, like Canada and so on and so forth, they just don't have that. They've got the night. I've said, I said last week that USA ball in hand in possession look really good. They weren't making mistakes. They're not idiots. They're actually really good quality players but they just don't have that last 5% that your Ireland's, your England's, your Wales, New Zealand's, any of them have. Like, and I think that's the difference. And what happens in rugby is if Ireland will go three phases out the back door and if it doesn't get anywhere, guess what? They're just going to pick and go you. You'll give away a penalty. They'll driving, you know, they'll get a scrum on you. They'll knock it to the corner and drive them all you. And before you know it, they do that four times and they've got 30 points on you. Like, and that's the difference. That's the difference. These teams the don't have in, that. It was the same in the Ireland game. Um, Keller scored four four tries exactly. off, the back, off the back of a mall. Like, and again, if you just want to link it then to the England game, I think the England game against Canada was very similar. Very similar thing, yeah. Very big scores. Adrian Radwan scored a hat trick. Cockney got two. Like they're gonna, they're gonna the young players will express themselves. Smith. They'll throw the ball wide. That has that also has an effect on the game as well because if you're getting battered in the breakdown, it's so easy to just man that like isolate you in mm. open play, and then before you know it, you've got all the backs running at you as well. You're battered because you've just been demolished in six scrums, and you're giving away three penalties, and you're annoyed at yourself. And then before you know it, you're getting stepped by Marcus Smith and Robert Balakun and stuff. Like it's just a double-edged sword. You get absolutely pummeled. And there's definitely an element where if we want to get really deep into it. I think, Harvey, I think you're spot on in what you're saying. And I think added to that is just the infrastructure and the kind of the depth of the game. Like, um, you're seeing it even in cricket. You know, England are currently playing Pakistan in a, on one day international with basically a B slash C team. And they're absolutely, like, potentially going to win the series 3-0, you know? And it's the same with Ireland. Like, yes, okay, these players have maybe not played a lot for their, their country, but at the same time, with COVID, less crowds, all that stuff, you know, they've played big European games, especially James Hume and a lot of the Ulster boys, even Craig Casey and stuff like that. Like, they're, they're, even though they're not maybe played a lot of test matches, they've still played high-intensity rugby and are very experienced by it, especially the English team as well, playing the Premiership. Premiership's the best league in the world. You know what I mean? Like, England have so much depth. They could put out a B slash C team and if they had enough time to gel together, could challenge for a, you know, a World Cup quarterfinal or semi. Yeah, no, yeah. I fully agree. I think four, four England sides could get to a World Cup quarterfinal, which is mental. And it's yeah, <laughs> Ireland barely did it one side. That's that's not a mental thing. That's that's a different <laughs> question. But I'd say Ireland, and you've seen Wales as well. Wales drawn against Argentina. Um, and Argentina had about, I think it was like six, seven, maybe eight test starters that beat the All Blacks in that that unbelievable test that when they had their first test back after a while. Um, which is I hope, what, hope what doesn't happen with South Africa because <laughs> you remember all that height and they never played and they just came with the All Blacks. But no, it's for me. You're right. It's infrastructure and it's opportunity. If you give Fiji a big camp to prepare, they will turn up. Do you look at Japan 2019 World Cup? They were with each other for 68 weeks, and they got through the group stage because of that 68 weeks prep. Fiji get about 10 days together, get chucked together, team put together, and then they actually. More talent than anyone else, and you've seen against New Zealand. And that's when they, and that's why they can't do those nuts and bolts because ten days together, you just can't, you can't gel that kind of. Yeah, know. exactly. You are just relying on raw ability, which Fiji have got quite plenty of, obviously, but just that doesn't get you enough anymore in rugby. 
It's not enough. You can't just have a bunch of stars. It's not like that. Yeah, as, as Dan Leo said, we love a Dan Leo tweet. And he said this week, imagine what this side could achieve with a decent budget and the same length in camp as top eight nations. Yep. I, think that, I think that sums it up. And I think USA and Canada as well would fall into that category of they need more time together. They need more opportunities to play top sides and the top sides of all the top sides. And we're going to grow the game. But boys, we're not going to get into all that growing the game today. We're on our Lions series. Um, we'll focus on the Lions. And right before we go, quick predictions for the first test. <laughs> so South Africa against the Lions, both, I'd say you nearly got about 60% of the players playing will all be involved in the first test. I'm going to think the Lions are going to win 18-12. Wow, low scoring. But Interesting. Razzie is holding things back because there's another coach that can match Gatland for geniusness. It's Razzie. So, yeah, I think Razzie's going to hold a bit back. And I think Gatland's going to play a bit. Um, I'm going to say that they're both, I think we're just going to see like a standard of rugby that's kind of like schoolboy in terms of tactics. <laughs> it's very simple, just passing through the hands. Um, I'm going to probably go for a Lions one as well just because they've played more games um, gelled a bit more I'm going to say probably like I'll go a bit higher maybe like 30, 35, 15 um, but with high intensity I'm going to go 26-14 for the Lions no, 28-14 to the Lions sorry um, classic kick to the corner mentality but yeah put four tries on them concede a couple it's alright and I think this week yeah, this week is when we're actually going to see someone stand out in a big game. And I think you might see maybe like if a big game from Chris Harris or something comes, that's when you have the Test Match jersey. So this week's huge. Especially if he has got DLND and Am running at him, which is probably going to be a combo you might see in a Test. So mm-hmm. oh, there you go. But cheers, boys, and we'll see what happens against this great South African A-side. But anyone that hasn't followed us, give us a follow, follow on Spotify. Remember to like subscribe follow us on all our platforms twitter instagram and we'll catch you next time cheers boys mm-hmm.